Welcome to the first Blacklist podcast. I am your host, Tiffany Peterson, founder of Three Wealth and Create You. Today, we have co-founder Greg Nice joining us for a special episode following the first Blacklist weekend, along with our guests, DJ Moore and DJ Trans. How are you, how are you guys doing today? Good. What up, though? <laughs> awesome. 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 You can't complain? No. I can complain about my technical issues that I had prior to this meeting, but yeah, other than that, we good. We are good. Well, thank you so much for joining me for this episode this evening. And so, Greg, right quick, I want you, I just want you to know that I am still trying to recover from the Black Miss Weekend. I've been going to bed early, like 8 o'clock, 8.30, 9, all this week, mm. trying, to get, trying to catch up on sleep, if that is such a thing, right? Right. I, I just want to know what ignited the idea for you to host the Blacklist Weekend. Um, what ignited the idea? I'm sorry, your sweet touch is good. Um, I think it was always an idea. Okay. It was, matter of fact, I know it was always an idea from go. It was just a question of when, what type of support would be there, et cetera, et cetera. I will say. I was bouncing it off. I was talking to Lamar, DJ Mar. Um, we had a conversation. And unbeknownst to him, he called me and was just like, man, I think one day we should do X, Y, Z. Like, yo, I've been kicking that idea around. I actually said it a couple times, just then the other. So like when he said it, it was just like, man, I'm just going to do it. So yeah. So right. it was always an idea. Okay. It was just a question of when. And then when we had the conversation we had, it was just like, all right, I'm about to just go do it. Okay. So you had had like a little little push in the background and got your pieces together and everything came together. That's yeah. awesome. Okay, awesome. Well, the weekend recently wrapped up. Can you guys tell me some of some what were some of your highlights and, and most memorable moments from the event? <laughs> Any order or who do who you want to go? No, we can go just, just go for it. Okay. Anyway. I'll let y'all do it. Go ahead, guys. <laughs> for me, it was um, when we DJ on the radio, all we see is a name. So unless we actually know the person or seen them in person, you know, it's hard to identify. So with me coming in and following Greg's show, half of his following will follow over because, you know, either they're at work or they're not doing anything. Mm -hmm. So when people are walking in, I'm like, well, who's this and who's that? And, you know, a handful, but then you put the the tag with the face and you're like, Oh, okay. And then it starts to all make sense. So it's like you get a room full of people and you're used to having a cheat code on your screen. So you know, who's there right? The room and you don't know who's there. So mm -hmm. that was the cool part for me. Like just actually meeting everybody that actually tunes in and are consistent. Nice. What do you have trans? Um, similar, uh, putting faces with, uh, with names, and most of the time, I can't even pronounce half of those names. I have to listen to like Greg's show to be like, how did he just pronounce that? <laughs> choosy music, choosy lover, because I sure enough jack it up. Um, so a lot of times I just be like, yo, I see y'all in the chat. What up? And I keep <laughs> it moving because I'd hate to like mess up somebody's name. But as far as most memorable event um behind the scenes the fader incident <laughs> i would say it's yeah. probably the most 
memorable event. Here you got like three, four DJs trying to figure out what's wrong, malfunctioning. We're like, yo, I'm set up. I'm working. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, man, we got to go with plan B. Everybody's got to switch over to my setup because the mixer was not working. And then, Lord, uh, well, it was a, it was a simple switch that all I had to do had to do be like flipped and uh, everything started working. So that was definitely one of those funny moments where we're like switching out cables, switching out everything, setting it up. I mean, turning it off, turning it back on, trying to reset it, doing everything. And um, Sway just came up there. Hey, man, something might be up in the front. And he hit the switch. Click. Oh, that wasn't him. Oh, <laughs> he was came you? up there moving buttons. And uh-huh. then he was like, wait a minute, something's off. Because I know how it is when I DJ after my mentor, Ty. And he he goes the opposite way. So hit the switch. And I looked at Sway like, yeah, I looked at Sway like, come on, bro. Like, he just moved it down. <laughs> yeah. Because the crazy thing is, is the mic was working and everything else wasn't like we couldn't hear in the headphones. We couldn't do anything. So basically what it is, is the the faders were reversed. So what was open is really closed and what's closed is open. So we were like, man, ain't nothing working, man. And we were scratching our heads and it worked out. So that was say I would say that was one of the most funniest behind the scenes things that went down that happened that nobody else everybody else was oblivious of and it was like yo all right let's rock out yeah this was at at, at the spice house yeah Yeah. right you could not tell because everybody we i don't know music i feel like wasn't music still going in the background though no it was was there well actually actually uh i did a sound check with my stuff and then turned it off and then we were like ready to go on and start so once we troubleshot what was going on, the uh, system work, Mar got out there and did his thing, and then we just kept it moving. But nobody else knew except for us four what was going on. Okay. Okay. And I, I mean, Greg, I, I do want you to go, but I do want you guys to also talk about your synergy. I feel like, I don't know what it is, but y'all rocked the whole weekend. I mean... I mean, even like after the coffee shop, towards the end, y'all hopping on. Uh, oh. Trans had, had Trans was the MC. He had the mic right quick. I tried to hop on for a split second and got shy. Gave it back to him. <laughs> 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 gave it, gave it back. Uh, to him. Yeah, I, I would I would say that the coffee shop, just the backdrop of Greg's show taking place mm-hmm. in a actual coffee shop slash distribution center all in one um i don't know if you got a tour if anybody else got the, a tour but me and the gentleman that owned it he basically walked me all throughout the whole building he was showing okay. me hey these are the beans that are caught come from this part of the world and this part of the world and wow. and, and we was we was chit-chatting because i was like yeah you know because i've i've been to tanzania so this coffee that you got like I've seen where this was grown at. Like I've actually toured that facility and um, basically there's a map in that room that we was chit-chatting. I was like, yep, I've been to Java. I've been there. I've been in the South America. I've been there, been there, been there. And me and him, we was just 
chit-chatting and then he was like hey man let me show you something he took me to the back and i got to go back there he's get, he gave me some samples of different beans and showed me the process and how he did everything so i thought that was like super awesome and then greg is playing in the background in the yep. coffee shop doing a coffee coffee, shop. coffee yep. shop scene you know doing his show and then the performers came on and did their thing and it was like yo it was like we couldn't have scripted better. I don't think we scripted that way, but it just all worked out. And then the last minute, like ad lib, I got on the turntable, started cutting, Mar started cutting, Greg started cutting, and he was like mingling with the crowd. And we just started just going bananas. And mm -hmm. that we do that in his basement at his old house till like two in the morning. So that was nothing new. <laughs> Y'all just got to see what we normally do in the basement. Well, it was love. It was, I mean, the whole weekend, it was it was such a vibe. But mm -hmm. Greg, what was, what was um, some highlights and memorable moments for you this over the weekend? Uh, I think, the I'm not gonna lie, the dopest part for me was pretty much everybody that came into town, mm. they were leaving, whether it was at um, the brunch, um the skating ring whenever you whatever a person came into town when they left town and it was basically saying goodbye the coolest thing in the world to me was like they would come up to me they'll hug me or dap me up or whatever and they'd be like man i really enjoyed myself i see you on tuesday i'm like oh that's crazy like so to that was that kind of was the exclamation point to me because it was like dang like I, I can't say it enough. And I know I get on the station and say it often. It's like to be able to do something like that out of a community that was virtual, like that's a community that was built in a chat room. Right. And then for it to go from chat room to now we're in a physical location, kicking it with everybody. And then everybody still honor it the same way. Where it's like when it's done, I see you on Tuesday back in our digital space. So it's right. like, yeah, I that, that did it for me. That was like, yeah, this was this was a good joint. Yeah, I, I thoroughly in, enjoyed myself that this um, over the weekend because, like you said, you is we felt like family. You legit, a blacklist has legit built a community of dope people, and I feel like the vibe was dope. Like it was cool all the way around. Like everybody, I don't know, I felt like everybody that was supposed to be there was there. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, like minded. Mm -hmm. Everybody embraced each other. It was just, it was just love. So that was, it was, it was really good. That's difficult to do. It um, is, especially like I, I think that's probably slept on because we aren't like, like a lot of us who listen to the station come from roller skating background. Mm -hmm. We're used to going places in the name of roller skating, right? Correct. We'll go to a national party, rolling Carolinas, skate down, whatever. But we're there because of roller skating, right? We might know other people there. We might know the DJs there, et cetera, et cetera. But the thing that brought us to this location is roller skating, where in this scenario is way different because the people who came legitimately was there on some, hey, we just want to hang out with y'all. That's different. You right. know? That takes on a whole different type of thing because they don't, you, there's no one main like stimulation in place, right? It's just a, idea of like hey we here to kick it with you whatever y'all got going on that's what we here to do and that's that's like a certain for me that's like beautiful on so many different ways because you get people to buy into who you are as opposed to the thing that you do or you're offering that. them some type of 
entertainment. You know what I'm saying? I was I was gonna say that I think um the overall like your overall character, Ty's mm -hmm. overall character, I think you know how the station was built, it was built for inclusion. It was yeah. built for people, you yeah. know, so people can come in and and not feel like, oh, well, I'm not a skater, so I, I don't want to be a part of this community. Like right. the way the way that y'all built the community for people to just come in, vibe, pay, this and that. It was it's the way y'all set it up, it, it made it, it made it welcoming. You know, it made it you want to be a part of something like that. So applause to yeah. you guys for that. Most yeah. definitely. Yeah, that was uh that's my thing. That's that was probably that's the biggest thing. That's the highlights for me. You know what right. I mean? The rest of it is, although I did think the performances that worked out perfectly. Um, and then being intentional, like not telling nobody that that's what was gonna happen. Um, it wasn't promoted that that was gonna happen or nothing like that, but to make you feel I actually had larger I had a bigger picture in mind of what I wanted to do, but it just didn't pan out that way. Like my intention was um, we actually were going to set up for anybody that's listening to this. We actually were going to set up in the back where he got where trans took the tour at. That was the intention mm -hmm. to set up back there and you could be next to the roasting machine and see all of those things. Right. But um, as we got closer to it, some of the other pieces that I wanted to bring in, like I was looking at initially bringing in a full band and then the band got downsized to an acoustic mm -hmm. set. And then the acoustic set turned into, well, this setting in the room right here where we are, where we ended up being at, it felt way more intimate, right? Yes. So that got rid of the acoustic set altogether. And then the artists that I had to come perform, they all was like, oh, we just going to send backtracks, which backtracks is basically an instrumental of their song with ad-libs on it, oh. where I wanted to do the acoustic thing. And it was like, we don't really need it. So I'm like, all right, cool. No problem. So... All of these little things happened that like and kept happening that not only kept overhead super low, but ultimately made it be perfect for what it was that we were trying to do. Yeah. That's 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 awesome. And now, like I, I have always looked at you as a as a thinker. Right. I feel like it, every time that you orchestrate something, you have an intention behind it. So I wanted to know, like, what was your overall intention for the the blacklist weekend what did you want people to to feel or gain from or I would think, I would, community 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 in the sense of like um it's like i don't i don't never want nobody to feel like um this person is better than this person or this person is greater than that person i don't ever want nobody to feel like that it's just about community like yo look without y'all we don't, this doesn't, that don't happen. You know what I'm saying? We don't have a blacklist weekend without y'all because y'all, and then the the little nuances, right? Like the bring your own cup crew. Um, Some of the things that we say, like the, I guess, the, the language that's said on the podcast, like the little inside jokes. None of that stuff exists without y'all. You know what I'm saying? So the idea was not just to play host to y'all, but also let y'all feel like this happened because of y'all too it's not just you know what i mean like all three of us sit here we dj and we're good at what we do but you need other things in order to make something like this happen and that's that's what the point of it was at least to me i was like i want people to understand where you can go with community and how far you can go with community right so awesome. give me two yeah. seconds let me go be a dad real quick that's awesome <laughs> I think um, I'm going to go ahead and move forward while Greg stepped out for a second. But I just want to know for you two guys, I know that Greg, he's very, like I said, he's very intentional with what he does. And being able to have 
y'all to be a part of the the platform or, or for the weekend you know how how did that make y'all feel to be invited to be like I said featured featured DJs over the weekend you want to go change want me to go he's so smooth ain't it you want to go change you want me to go? <laughs> um I'll go first um so being able to DJ there in front of a live audience to interact with the people um, was definitely dope. Being included to do it um, and then to to do me, not, mm-hmm. not skatish, not, hey, this is what's going on. Let's like being able to bring the house doctor in. Okay. Because like when Greg and I had the conversation, he was like, yo, man, I want you to rock out. I was like, how do you want me to rock out? Like, you you want me coffee shop vibe or you want me to, you know, whatever? He said, no, just do you bring the house doctor. I was like, okay, bet. I'm bringing a stethoscope. I'm going all out. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, around his his neck and everything. Yeah, I'm like, yo, I if I had a little white coat, if I could have did that, I was going to put like house doctor on there and I was going to be out there like, y'all making calls. Here we go. Next time. Next time you have to do that. Lab coat. I, I will. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll be making house calls, you know? <laughs> and um, so to, to get to do me without any reservations of anything else is just like, go ahead and do you. At first, when I started playing my house set, I'm looking around the room and I'm like, okay, I might be losing them (laughs) because I went a little too deep. And then all of a sudden I started loosening up and I was like, okay, just do you, just do you. Don't try and chase the room or anything like that. They'll pick up on it. And next thing you know, I'm like in my pocket and I'm feeling it and time has flown. And I had my number one cheerleader there and she had the energy and, you know, You know, uh, for sure. <laughs> she was there. She's like, look, I don't care if it's just me and you and you because she acts like the way she was there. She acts like that. If it's just being here, her in the house here, just rocking out, she'll just be dancing all throughout the house, doing her thing. Right. And um, so when she started doing that and the people that wasn't even part of our party that just happened to be there for the 40th birthday, that was actual real doctor. Um, right, right. <laughs> when they got up and started dancing and then um we had Miss Donna, everybody was like digging out. I was like, okay, cool. Now I'm in my I'm doing some of my own edits, I'm throwing down. Um all of a sudden it's like, yo, I'm feeling it. I'm 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 getting into it. And um I think my set um uh made that clear toward the end. And then Greg's like, yo, I got to let Swade on and uh, let's go ahead and change because we had this other piece that he wanted to do. Um, And then it it just worked out perfectly. But I would say (laughs) the unsung hero, DJ hero is, and I'm going to transition has got to be DJ Mar because he brought the guns. He was, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> he was he was definitely rocking every place, every time, bringing Mars energy. So I would definitely say I was the number one roadie. <laughs> he was the number 
one, <laughs> number one. Uh, well, me and him both are like Greg's number one roadies, but that's an inside joke. But definitely, I got to give up <laughs> mad respect to Mr. Marr for doing his thing. Because like every venue we was at, he started out, he set the vibe, he set the mood, and he kept doing him. And I thought that was awesome. So, Marr. Hey, um, for me, it's a little different. Uh, me and Greg, we got well over 20, man, talking about 03, 04. We got well over 22, 23 years in. You know, this is like, this isn't just my friend, my best friend. This is family, you know. So for him, he knows he, anytime he came in town at a gig, he called me, I'm there. No mm -hmm. questions asked, I'm there. So for me, it's a no brainer. If he's doing something, I'm going to support it. And I'm going to come and I'm going to give a million percent because this is how you build your team. Mm -hmm. See, this works because everybody is their own personal superhero. We're like Marvel. Everybody has their power. So me coming in, I don't got to be the guy. I got a whole roster behind me. So you find your niche. I don't got to play house music. I can play it, but that's trans. You know, I don't got to go rooftop. That's Greg. I started off. And the energy just flows through everybody. So collectively, we all work together. And it's weird because when we get together, it's always like that. Whether it's a skate-a-thon picnic or just us meeting up in town or whatever, going to Greg's house or whatever the case may be, like, it's always like that. No practice, just effortless. So for me being included, you know, I was going to be there whether I was DJing or not. I was coming in, you know, because, you know, when it was brought to me, Greg said, yo, you should come and get on this. I think it'd be dope for you to do. And I'm like, ah, okay. So it started out with pop-up sets for me. So I would just pop in and just see what's going on because I do a lot of gigs as it is. So for me, this, I want to say these past three, four months has been very therapeutic for me because I can come in, I can play and dig into my hard drive and do things I can't do out on the mobile circuit or in the club or at a private party, I can actually just play music and enjoy doing it and not have the pressure of, hey, yo, can you play that? Um, can you play this song for me? Like every, it just, you just kind of just fill it and just go with it. And I mean, me and Greg, we watch the numbers and the numbers just keep going up, you know, from people who don't even know anything else. I say, yeah, I got a radio show. And they're like, oh, well, let me tune in. And now every week it just, it just builds and builds and builds. So, you know, I just got in where I fit in. I think the best scenario for me was to follow Greg because we, you know, him coming into the DJ game, you know, and us having that first initial talk to see where he's at now, I'm proud of him. So that's what Blacklist is about. It's about family, you know. So me coming in and getting in the middle between Trans and Greg, they're my bros, so we already do that on the regular. So why not get in on a Tuesday and make that a fun, full day of music? Because we all do that naturally when we're together. That's a fact, yo. It, I don't think people know how difficult that is. Like to because we're in a. I ain't gonna get into the world part of it, socially speaking, because that's its own animal. But like we're in a space where like you're trying to be your own individual. And unfortunately, in most scenarios, people feel like in order to be in order for me to be my own individual, I got to kind of take a dump on everybody else around me. 
where like he put it perfectly like no you recognize what your superpower is and you bring that to the table but you do it humbly it's not like nobody's trying to one-up nobody you know what i mean so like even with trans like um a wonderful story about trans is like he don't I t a lot of my coffee shop music that I play on my show, I got from trans, right? <laughs> but when trans DJs, you would never know that because it's not what he plays typically. What he typically plays is more the music that he loves, which is house music, right? Another thing people don't know is when I was getting into turntablism and wanting to learn turntablism, he was one of the biggest advocates for it. I got two turntables because of trans, you know what I mean? Where he done switched up his whole... Uh, his gear, if you will, to suit the type of music that he wants to play. You know what I mean? Where that's not something you commonly run into. You'll run into somebody who just look at you like, or they'll shade you, or 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 if they're in a certain position, they'll do things to suppress you. You know what I mean? I give big kudos to Mar because he's in the mogul circuit, and when you know that's a dog eat dog circuit. You know what I mean? Like people don't you run into people trying to undercut you. You run into people that's like, hey. Um, why you hire him? I know him. He did such and such. You should hire me. You run into all of those things. So like, even for him to come into the blacklist and it's like, yeah, man, like just be your own person and find your own individuality along the way. It's very difficult to do because more times than not, you're going to run into people like, and then we imperfect, we, we men, like at some point ego is going to kick into it. And when they do, that's typically when the house of cards fall. So for me and him to have 20 year, 10 year, for me and trains to have better than a 10 year, 10 year now and have done the things that we've done. It's like, I think we all pretty set on who we are and where we want to go. You know what I mean? And we all willing to work with each other in order to get to those spaces. You know what I mean? And we all see where like, hey, this is a benefit, not just to me. It don't matter. Like these guys came down here several times for for not asking for a dime, not asking for a favor, not asking for a hookup. And completely set up my gear for a whole event. You know what I mean? Where it made me look like I was like Showtime at the Apollo. You know what I mean? They've done that for me several times. And I would do the same exact thing for them because that's how it should be. You know what I'm saying? That's how it should be. And that's why we're able to kind of like execute the way you did. Technically, again, what nobody would never know unless I told you right now is me and Mar playing the skating ring Sunday night. Trans done alluded to a couple times. Nobody will never know, but like for me and him, that's like an elevated level of practice. Like we're not walking into the skating ring like, yeah, man, you ready for this? You ready? You prep? No, we we <laughs> did the same thing we did at the skating ring is the same thing we did at my mom's porch in Jersey when I came down here and bought my equipment. We just sat on the porch and we just, it's the natural thing that we just have. You know what I mean? Like Trent said, we'll do that. We done it in my house till two o'clock in the morning several times. So at the skating ring, when we doing it and it's X amount of people in the building and we playing for them, it's kind of like, like you welcome, and I'm, I don't mean that with no arrogance. I just mean it, like you know what I'm saying. So welcome to the basement. Y'all just didn't realize it. <laughs> it's kind of like that. You know what I mean? That's our. That's how. That's how we give it up. That's just just how it is. So, and having that synergy, there's things Mars going to do as a DJ that I just innately know. I know, like, I know his timing. I know when he going to do something. I know when he not going to do something. I just know um, from being tapped in. Same thing with trans. I just know. So more times than not, we can play, we can play with each other and don't really got to say nothing to each other.
You know what I mean? You sound like one band, one sound. So again, again, community, brotherhood, unity, like, and that's what the blacklist is about. I love that. I and mean, the support is there all the way around. I'm just enjoying listening to all of the different stories in general. And I think because each one of you have your own character, we can all learn from each other, right? Um, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I feel like, and Greg, I know, I think you and I've had this conversation before, just being able to step into your own and be confident about who you are is going to allow you to draw your own crowd. Cause I know, you know, we was talking about, we're talking about, you know, we're DJing. I know as DJs y'all here, dang, you know, you, like um, um, like you said at the very beginning, had a lady came and said, oh, y'all suck. <laughs> whatever she said, so, <laughs> whatever she said Sunday night, which was crazy. And oh, I had- a, Was it the same lady that 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 uh, said nah, something that there. one night? No, nah, she, <laughs> she wasn't there that night. Oh. <laughs> Here's the thing about it is people don't understand, like, unless you do it, you can't critique it. Because yeah. this, is, this is a skill that, you know, you have to practice. You have to love. You have to invest. Like you're talking about, this is the most expensive hobby you got. Mm-hmm. You're leaving out the house with no less than seven thousand dollars worth of equipment, and your mixer covers probably twenty five percent of that. Mm-hmm. You ain't getting the sound, or if you got lighting or pyro, none of that. Photo booth, none of that. So when you come to me and you say something ignorant like that, like, "Oh, you guys were terrible." You don't even know the blood, sweat, and tears that goes into that craft. Like, I flew from Jersey. Like, I'm not <laughs> out here to hear your, your negative thoughts. Like, understand, like, it's not always going to be perfect for you, but it was something different. And this is why the response has grown the way it's grown, because everybody's saying Sunday night was great. You know, you're going to have people that are stuck in routine where they want to hear the songs in a certain order, and you got to do this. And there was an issue with the We didn't do, we didn't split the floor. We didn't do men and women. That was a problem. It don't always got to be the same routine. Like it's just when you get two DJs in the environment and the energy's there, there's no direction. You just go. Like Greg told me three times, like, yo, so this is what we're going to do. We're just going to, just going to let it, let it cook. I took off. He's like, oh, okay, I see what we're doing now. <laughs> All right, and we just got on it. Like it just just was that. Like I just wanted to go. I'm like, nah, let's just go. And he heard it in the music. I didn't have to say nothing. He came back and just laughed. Like, okay, let's go, let's cook. And that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Th- thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed um, Sunday night and dr- and drove back. Like we skated, skated hard for like legit two hours and drove back four hours. <laughs> back to Charlotte. Yeah. Went to work. I'm talking. About I was hurting Monday. Her team Monday morning. Anyways, let's get back. I to was gonna. Story. I was gonna say it's a uh, interesting space because like him and I tell trans this all the time. Like when he when he came and played Lamar's from Jersey, so he's mm-hmm. used to the Jersey Philly sound, especially when it mm-hmm. comes down to skating, right? So the idea is like, yeah, you coming down here, you playing first Sunday, but be you. Don't come down here and like try to play what we typically play in Atlanta or try to play the national skate sound. No, be you. And at that point, people, like he said, you can't critique it unless you've done it because the everyday person coming in there, first of all, you have no idea the level of like laser focus and confidence you got to have to come in there and be like, I'm not from here. I'm going to make sure that I touch some things from here, but I'm going to be myself. 
That take mad confidence. You know what I'm saying? That take mad confidence. And we're in a space, and this is no disrespect to none of our peers, but we're in a space where you don't get that often. You know what I'm saying? People are going to go in and they're going to, just like um, radio has top 40, mm -hmm. skating ring has top 40. And a lot of times people are going to go to the skating ring and they're going to play top 40 because they feel like they have to appease. So when you're dealing with people like trans, trans are coming there. I can... <laughs> I could go in there right now. Like if trans come, right? And we play a first Sunday together. I'm not going to split the floor and say men and women only. But I will say trains and trios. And I'm going to walk away and let him yo go crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he should have the opportunity to go up there and say, this is DJ trans, right? Otherwise, what's the point? Like we can, we can put one person in the box and let them do it every Sunday from now until the end of eternity. You know what I mean? Right. It don't make no sense. And then, like he said, Mar, we walk out the house with seven grand worth of. Well, you think I bought all of this stuff to come down here so you could tell me what to play? Like, no, I, I'm going to do what I want to do. You know what I mean? Otherwise, you give me half of the bread for my laptop and we can have a conversation. Right. You know I mean? And that's, that's kind of how. And again, but you can't say that because if you say that, then you're being arrogant or you're being an a hole and et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, no, just use your mind. You know what I mean? And then you, there's another session next week. So if you hold on to the 10 that you spent this week and just use it next week, you can get some nachos in the music that you want to hear. You don't have to come this week. You know what I'm saying? So right. that's just how it goes. So, hey, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I would have reached in my pocket and just said, how much was it? Uh, admission? Oh, $10. Here you go. Go home. Yeah. <laughs> now, you did that before. <laughs> you, you skated all night. You skated all night, and your face literally is built up with sweat. And you come over there and say that, like, nah, you enjoyed it. You just <laughs> just didn't know how to just say, yo, you really did a nice job. Because it could be, and it's another thing. When you go to certain places, you got people who don't like the DJ. There may be some people that don't like Greg for whatever reason. Maybe he's not Brian, or he's not Ty, or whatever the case may be. And they hold that against him when he's just trying to do his job. So then when I come in to work with him, because I'm working with him, now I get the same beef he got. What circumstances? Yeah. It's because I'm I'm next to him. <laughs> so, I mean, it could just be that. Like, she just don't like what Greg does. But yet you came there. You drove there. Like, you ate dinner and you got dressed and you came to the rink. You stayed all night to say, y'all suck. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had a choice to leave. You That's you legit had a choice to leave. Trust me, the rink would have probably gave her her money back if she did it within the first like half hour, but she stayed. Yeah. And going through those beats, like going having those experiences over time, coming to the skate ring and seeing those things, like mm -hmm. that made me move on the trajectory that I move on as a DJ. That's why things like the blacklist is so personal to me because mm -hmm. it's like yo. Y'all don't know it, but I know what it means to go into a space and be here. And any other DJ would know it. Like, you know, it's like when somebody call you and be like, hey, I'm having an anniversary party or it's my birthday or it's my sister such and such. And we need a DJ. They're not calling you because you're a DJ such and such. They're calling you because we need a DJ. Right. And we know what that's like. And we know what it's like to uh, bid for those gigs. We know what it's like to come there and pretty much put up the status quo for those gigs. We know what it's like to want to play other stuff and can't. We know those struggles. So the blacklist is personal because 
It's the one place where you can actually go and carve out your own identity. You could be unapologetically you, and then you can see who is willing to support and kind of like jump behind that. You know what I'm saying? To the point where people spent money to come to town just to hang out with you. That's crazy in a good way. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it should be. And that's like, okay, we should build on these things. And then because we're building out community, here we are where Three Wealth is doing the first podcast for the Blacklist. That's how it's supposed to go. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Appreciate your write-up too as well on uh, on the <laughs> IG. Thank you. Like, oh, okay, cool. Little razzle-dazzle. Little something. But um, so Greg, I have another question. How how do the overall atmosphere and energy compare to your expectations? Uh outdid them. Outdid them. Like I'm I'm not uh I guess like fortunately, I'm I'm super low maintenance. So whenever you say, like, whenever we doing something, if I'm like, yo. And I learned these are things I learned in the blacklist and transitioning, like even doing also radio, right? Um, I know it is like to go into a space and you're doing something fundamentally different than what the majority is doing. And mm -hmm. as a result, you're only getting like maybe two, three, four, five people to actually support or listen to that. So I've done that, right? And then I've seen it grow and grow. And then transition to another space and grow. And then other homies come onto that platform and it grow and it grow. Once you look behind the curtain, you can't unsee what you saw, right? So that's been my experience. So if five people would have showed up that weekend, to me, it would have been like, okay, all right, now we have a base. We know what we're dealing with. So the next time around, we might need to try this or we might need to do this or we might need to wait or we might, you know what I mean? You can figure those things out. The whole thing of it is to do it to give yourself a point of reference, you know, right. what I mean? you need some type of data. You need something to be able to look at and say, okay, this was the outcome. So for the next time around, how can we sort of start to dictate that outcome a little bit more? Right. And that's kind of where I was coming from. So if five people would have showed up, I would have been like, oh, this is incredible. You know what I mean? I love it. I, I never had a, I didn't, I never had like a, oh, we about to pack it out. Or this is about to be crazy, or this is about to be. I never had that expectation, you know what I mean? I never did. That's part of the reason. And me and Mar would talk about it like during Skatathon when it was like everybody was saying, Oh, let's all get together at Skatathon. On the surface, fantastic idea, right? But it's just a little shy of the big picture for me because everybody's coming to Georgia for Skatathon. Right. It's like a cheat code. I don't get the opportunity to actually see who's supporting us. Because a lot of you are already in town mm -hmm. for Skatathon, right? Mm -hmm. Where if we do it outside of that by ourselves and then you force, not force, but you put people in a position where it's like, no, bro, you have to take an unplanned trip to Atlanta, right? Now that's different, you know? Right. And now we get the opportunity to actually see what, who, what it is for real, for real, and how many it is for real, for real. You know what I mean? And, there's no right or wrong answer to that. You know what I mean? The, the worst case scenario, the three of us would have just been in Spice House playing for anybody who came to eat that night. Right. <laughs> and I, at that point, that's not even bad because I would have been playing with my brothers. So it's like, <laughs> hey, man, we still would have had the same amount of fun. But none of us would have sat there like, dang, ain't nobody in here. Yo, this is nuts. None of us. It just would have been like being in my basement at the house. So 
it's not really a losing situation. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate you just being a leader and and, and allowing people to follow your steps of just action. Hmm. A lot of times we put expectations on things and we don't move out of fear, like, oh, it's not going to happen or we're not going to have these people that's going to show. But I just appreciate you and everything that you've done in the past, all of your events that you are just about action. You do it. Like you said, you have a base or you have a, a measure from where to go from there and then, you know, moving forward. So just uh, being a leader in, in that aspect is just it's just motivation for me. So nah, nah, thank you. I appreciate you consistent in that. You've always said those things. Awesome. So let's dive in some of the behind the scenes uh, details. What were some probably some challenges that you may have faced throughout the event or throughout organizing the event? And how did you over overcome those challenges? Uh, challenges that I've made a face. I'm not going front. Um, and I'm actually nervous because if this is any indication of what it's like throwing the event, then I think I got pretty much like a, a spoiled hand. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I relate it like this. When I did my first album, I worked with, uh, Cooley and AJ. Right. It's the first time I stepped into like, I'm going to make an album and I'm going to work with artists, work with Cooley and AJ. When I tell you the process of working with them was like so easy. It, it came, it was second nature. Like there was no hiccups. There was no times where I'm sitting there like, man, I'm waiting for AJ or I'm waiting for, it never happened. Like everything was just, it went so well. Right. So then when it, when I start working on the second album, I'm working with more artists. So it's about nine artists on this joint. And I'm sending music and I'm waiting months to get back. And I'm like, yo, what is going on? So like I'm calling AJ and AJ got to talk me off the ledge. And he like, yo, you're dealing with artists. I had never experienced it because I work with them first. You know what I'm right. saying? So I say that to say during the Blacklist weekend this time around, it's similar to what it was like making my first album. I had no hiccups. So now it makes me like, yo, we go back and do this again. I don't know. You know what I mean? Because naturally you have to anticipate something's going to happen. Right. I don't necessarily know what the what is, you know what I mean? But my saving grace or the thing that makes me optimistic about it is the other side of that coin. We did the first event and I work with people like Mar, I work with people like Trains and we all got to see it at the same time in real time, right? So when you go back to go do it again, now it's not just me trying to like maybe put certain things in place or figure certain things out. Now I have the eyes and ears of other people that saw it the first time and they can um, more, they can from a more uh, experienced point of standpoint, bring their ideas and point of views to the table. You know what right. I mean? And then we can make like really good decisions. So I don't have a behind the scenes thing that happened where I just was like, bro, this is blowing me. I don't have it. I just no more. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I didn't have no outside of what Trans talked about on the outside of this podcast about the 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 the, the crossfader thing. Yeah, that's it. And ain't even nothing to complain about. That's just a bunch of how many DJs it takes to screw in a light bulb. That was one of those moments. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and thinking back, and thinking back over the event, Greg, would you change anything? Would I change anything? No, no, no. Wouldn't change nothing. I wish I. Mm. So there's a fine line between what you could realistically do and what you unrealistically can do. Mm -hmm. The things that I would change probably have more to do with what was unrealistic. You know what I mean? 
but it doesn't matter because it was unrealistic in the first place, right? And that's like, oh yeah, like y'all came to Spice House and Bobby Brown performed. <laughs> I mean, but but like, nah, I don't really have, I don't have that moment. I think everything went off the way it was supposed to. You know what I mean? And you learn what you learn along the way. Like you learn. Um, one thing I I can say I learned unapologetically was regardless of who you collaborate with, regardless of who you tap and regardless of what those people tell you, like, yeah, I got you. Or yeah, we get this. No matter what, it's your thing. So the execution and the follow through is always on you, no matter what. So like, regardless of what anybody says or regardless of how passionate they sound when they say it, at the end of the day, you know what I mean? The execution and the follow-through is always on me. And to that end, if they do it, fantastic. If they don't do it, it doesn't matter, right? It, it was on, it's on me, you know what I'm saying? And then you just learn for the next go around or moving forward, you just learn either how to better communicate or you learn who not to necessarily, you know what I mean? But that, yeah. <laughs> Were there um were there any surprises or unexpected moments that you guys felt happened during the during the event? I had one. <laughs> Maybe two, but I had one. And I think it worked out for the best though. So initially, um, the response I got Sunday, like I loved every minute of it because everybody really came in to clutch like Mar, why you not DJing? Now that was a scheduling conflict. We kind of hitched our wagon to what was going on with that. So I kind of got, I kind of became like the, the DJ MC for the festivities that was going on. But the night before I was still able to perform, but I also had my guys with me because it was going to be, you know, Greg had the coffee shop. Mm -hmm. Initially we was going to do that together. We was going to combine our shows together. But then Greg was like, nah, we, you're going to go to clutch because they have a thing called brunch and beach. You got rhythm and beat. So, You'll do that. So we separated it. When that didn't happen, yeah, of course it's going it's going to hit your morale a little bit. But mm -hmm. when you look back, the night before, I was able to get everything I needed to get out. It may not have been in that restaurant, but everybody got the message like, "Yo, like you killed it." And I got nothing but compliments and praise. And mind you, we laughed because I didn't hook up my hard drives. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was an autopilot. I was just just playing. Like I didn't. I didn't have to dive in no crates or nothing. I just opened the laptop, just started playing. I gave Trans the look. Trans gave his bull a kiss. I'll be right back. And he went on the stage. That was it. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. Oh, it's the other things that you can create out of it, right? Like he said, um, originally we were going to do the coffee shop and rhythm and beats as one thing, right? Okay. But then as it shakes out and things kind of continue to progress and pieces come into play, it was like, oh, you know what? He do brunch and beats because it's rhythm and beats, right? But the whole point of it is not just about putting on a weekend and everybody enjoying it, but you also try to move pieces in place to create the next opportunity, right? So that was the thing. It was, hey, uh, he wasn't even going to play Saturday night at all. Right. He was like, I'm not playing Saturday at all because I'm playing at Brunch and Beats on Sunday. Right. So he was like, I'm going to do my thing there. But in true roadie brother fashion, it was like, yeah, we're going to set up the equipment. 
And then as we set up the equipment, things just progressed the way they progressed. You know what I'm saying? But he came to Brunch and Beats and they had something going on. It was a, and he he held it down like a trooper, right? But he didn't get to do what he anticipated doing. Right. But out of it turned into an opportunity to come back and headline Brunch and Beats. You know what I'm saying? Just like playing the rink Sunday, we did an amazing job standing ovation Sunday night after this the session. It navigated an opportunity for him to come back and do it again. You know what I mean? So now those like sort of community roots and all of those um, setting up the next opportunity, it keeps the snowball rolling downhill. And that's the point. You know what I mean? That's how it's supposed to be. Because at some point, like I know me, like I want to look up at some point and be like, yeah, um, me and Mar altered. And this is just like, hypothetically speaking, I'm not saying it's going to come out this way. But it's just the way you think. At some point, I want to be able to say, yeah, me and Mar alternate first Friday, Sundays now. You know what I mean? Or something like that. So then Atlanta, he can come to Atlanta once every other month and he headlines it and then he could feature somebody he want to feature. And then the opposite month, I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? But it's still a blacklist thing. You know what I mean? It could turn into that. You know what I'm saying? Or it could turn into, hey, three times a year, the blacklist do something that brunch and beats. It could turn into that, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because we've already kind of like laid the foundational notes to get it done. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when they do House in the Park here in Atlanta, like uh, September, a lot of people might not necessarily come to Atlanta because Skatathon's over. Or they might come and they might show love to um, ATL Squad. But I can go to cocktails at Brunch and Beats and I'd be like, yo, it's house weekend, whatever the case may be. I got my man for brunch. Can I bring him in and we do house music here at Clutch? And I can tell have trains coming. We can, you know what I'm saying? So we can make those, we can connect those dots. And that's that's how it's supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? And that's brothers looking out for brothers and constantly putting each other in position. I I I love it. I enjoy it. And I and just just for for the listeners and for the viewers, right? What do you guys think made this event so unique? or made it different from any event that you've hosted before, Greg, or any event that you guys have attended before? What what made this event unique to you? It was organic. It was organic. Like, and Family and love. <laughs> it was like a family reunion. It yeah. was like, um, they had those type vibes. And uh, next one, we're giving Donna the mic, because she was just all over the place. <laughs> she was everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, it, was, um, it wasn't forced. It was right. one things where it was like you take people that probably never see each other on the mm -hmm. right and they meet at one spot every day right well every tuesday they meet at one spot some choose to you know just solicit one spot some choose all three spots but you get people to come into town take their hard-earned money invest in people who they listen to in their lives every week and you come in and say i wanted to meet you or Yo, you really do your thing, and whatever the case may be, however you give your kudos up, whatever. But it was just organic. It wasn't forced. No, there was no palms grease. Like yo, if you guys come in, you know, I, I'll give you this. It was like everything was set up from the merch. Merch was on hand. You know, coffee shop. You actually got a chance to actually drink coffee, mm -hmm. buy coffee, and be in a coffee shop. Right. All in one is a trifecta. You know what I'm saying? It just, it just came together perfectly like you couldn't you couldn't map that any better me and greg we talked he was like man we just got to get this measuring stick so we know what we're working with mm -hmm. and i'm like everything should be good because everybody's talking about it you know what i'm saying 
And surely enough, just to see the numbers and the gift bags, that's what told me what I need to know. I seen the gift bags. I'm like, what's all that? He was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that was it. Awesome. Yeah. Trans, you have anything to say? I, I would say it was, it was the... You don't realize how many people rocking out with you until they let you know. Um, Cause like I'll, I'll use my show, for example. Um, I would say because of timing, it's probably in that like twilight. It's a Tuesday night at eight o'clock. Mm -hmm. Right. So like you said, you go to bed at eight or nine, right? Mm -hmm. You ain't about to sit there and clock in and listen to 120 beats per minute for like two to three hours and be like, okay, it's time for me to go to bed. Right. You know, right. it ain't gonna happen. So I may have five people rocking out with me, but I get more feedback from people like, yo, I listened to your reel the other night at work at two o'clock in the morning and you got me through my third shift. You know, okay. so when, when, when the people that you normally see a little icon on the side of there, you know, uh, come up to tell you like, yo, I, I could not rock out with you last weekend, but, or last week, but I listened to your reel and, and man, it was so dope, man. It was so awesome. Mm -hmm. That is like awesome. Like, like you can't, you can't make that up. And, um, to meet everybody and to see them, you could see how their um, names match their personalities. And Theo, he tall. I know he's yeah, 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 yeah. I had to look up to him. I'm like six two, and I'm like, yo, this rascal is like way up there. Like I'm looking at the bottom of his chin. I'm like, man. Yeah, he's tall. That's true. Greg, what, what, what's your input, Greg? Um, no, nah, I think I think uh, Mars said it best awesome. organically. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had the privilege to put together a couple things over since I started DJing, and um, this is the one thing that I can honestly say that it wasn't about who DJing, mm. it wasn't about who all gonna be there, it wasn't about none of that, like it was about literally how we all got it out the mud together from that chat room and we've built relationships and now we all about to go hang out. That's if that's like, to me, the definition of something organically happening. Yeah. You know, like in the past when I done stuff and me and CC did like just vibes, like uh, it was on the strength of certain people's social notoriety and things like that. And that's what kind of like brought people to this space. Right. You DJing, how you DJed, who you are, that was an afterthought. You know what I mean? Didn't matter. It was like, um, and me and Cece tried to do things in a way where, all right, we're just going to infuse this thing with like some genuine energy and that's going to make people rock with us. And it 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 panned out in the end, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of people who still to this day come up to her, come up to me and be like, man, y'all party was this. Right? And they base it off of how they come to understand me and Cece are as people, right? Where the blacklist is something that now nah, we built that joint from scratch. And it wasn't a question of like how much this costs or what this costs. Things like 
the emoji game, things like the bring your own cup crew, things like uh, the coffee mugs in the chat. The fact that y'all let me text y'all from a number that, you know what I mean? Right. All of that stuff to me is like, yo, this is super cool. You know what I mean? It's super cool. And it's uh, it, it created genuine interactions. I think we've made a genuine community. You know what I mean? Donna done put, I started calling Donna the first lady of yes. Blacklist and she changed her name to the first lady, like that type of stuff, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, even Donna walk around, I don't know if y'all know this, this is funny. Um, so uh, Dimolo, Flacco, when he performed, right? The first performer, he rapped, he did his songs. He had some of his people there. I don't know if that was his parents. I don't think it was his parents, but they were older people, right? And uh, Donna walk in, and she's saying what's up to everybody. And Donna's very like, like, who you? What's your screen name? Like, she's that, right? <laughs> she walked up to him and she was like, so what's y'all screen name? They looking at her like, what? And she was like, y'all not on the blacklist? Then what y'all doing here? I'm like, Donna, you got to oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. She's like, but I enjoy that about her. You know, yeah. I, when we went to a bar one time and uh, she came and CeCe and then was there, she was like, so why you don't listen to the blacklist? <laughs> and like, she really yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's so cool, you know. Yeah. What I mean? Right. That is super cool to me, right? And you don't anybody she said that to because of the sort of I guess like demeanor she has, the spirit that she has. Ain't nobody listen to that and take it personal, like right. you know what I mean? They all kind of knew like what that meant or where that was coming from. Right. That was cool, and the cherry on top was to do all of that, and my parents be there. That was cool. Greg, I did not. That was a highlight for me. I'm, I was because I was talking to your mom, asking her about the food, not even though that was your mom. And then um, <laughs> I found out, and I was like, "Oh snap!" So then when I met them at um, Clutch Sunday, yeah. yes, yeah. And I was like, "Ah!" Oh, it was just I don't know. It touched my heart. I think like that was such support. Yeah. They were there the whole time, every event, rocking out, enjoying. That was that was so beautiful to me. That was that was really dope. Yep, yeah, that was a that's always cool. My dad called me. We'll talk about the radio. My dad, he gave me his feedback. Next time, you need to, you know what I mean? But it was cool. Like, he, what he actually said was, like, practical stuff. You know what I'm saying? And it's cool because, like, uh, he went to L.A. with me and Lamar um, about a month or so ago. Um, my parents came down for first Sunday last month and hung out just sitting at the rink. And then for them to come and do this, it's like, all right, yeah. So yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing. That's, yeah. that's, so, that's so dope. And I, for me, I think it was an overall well-rounded event. It You built intimacy at the coffee shop. We got to meet some of your artists. We got to meet each other um, to, a, I feel like, a, a full-fledged uh, house party on, on Saturday night at, um, at, at the Spice House. We go from listening here and here in turntables to we want to mic. I got on the mic. Maybe you should have. No, no, I wasn't. Yeah, I, I, I didn't want to do too much. I want to do too much. <laughs> you the mic. Like next it, party, we give you the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna have to do the uh, Eric B. I ain't no joke. I'm there you go. You should have read that. We're well, gonna get a mic. When no I joke. say three, Never you say three. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was it was a very well rounded event. And then ending, ending the night on Sunday skating, it was it, I don't know. The event was the event was love itself overall. Mm -hmm. So. I'm glad I was able um, to be there to attend. So we, we are about to wrap up. Greg, please tell us what is next for the Blacklist. And we all want to know 
do you have any insight on the next blacklist weekend? <laughs> um, give us some insight. What's going on? Let us know. All right. So as far as the next weekend, there has been conversations. I'll tell you that much. Okay. There's been conversations amongst the squad, uh, trying to see what that looked like, what that could be, where that could be. Wink, wink. Um, but uh, I'm gonna tell you like this though. As far as it happening and actually coming to fruition. Um, the rule is the same way this one organically happened is the same way we would want the next one organically happen. So I don't want to give anybody the impression that we sitting around here saying, Hey, December 2nd, next year is blacklist weekend. Mm -hmm. I ain't saying that. I'm not even about to commit to that level of anxiety, right. but right. I am saying that. Um, as long as this community continues to operate and grow together as a community, then organically when it's time, it's time and we'll do it. And whether that means we do another one next year, whether that means we do two next year, I'm here for it. Long as we can do it in a way that's practical, we can do it in a way that's advantageous for everybody, and we can do it in a way that constantly promotes the like love, lovable community that we've come to have. Um, as far as what's next. Um, excuse me. Uh, well, this is the first episode of the Blacklist Podcast. Let's go. <laughs> That's right. So now the Blacklist Podcast is an official thing. Um, it's on the website. You'll be able to go to the website, click the tab. It'll say Blacklist Podcast, and you can go and listen to these episodes. Or if you on your phone, you'll be able to go to the Blacklist.com, click the plus sign, and you'll see the tab. It's all the same. Um. The intention is to get the audio version of these podcasts to be on iTunes, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the visual will likely end up being on Tone, which is a streaming platform I've been sitting on far too long. Yeah. We, yeah, we, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so these visuals will be on Tone more than likely, which again, you'll be able to access Tone via blacklist.com. Um, so that's next. Uh, January will be the first official uh coffee shop sessions and that would be uh for all of the fine folks who did a past the aux set i'm thinking on wednesdays at 12 o'clock we'll broadcast those sessions but it'll be like you you have your own space so instead of them instead of me playing it as a part of my coffee shop show on tuesday and then you can hear me talking or dropping the mic saying things instead um we want to work with those who submit a set to do their own drops and their own commentary. And then we can actually put it together. So it's almost like you host your own show for an hour, hour and 10 minutes on Wednesday. And that'd be a coffee shop sessions. Um, Rhythm and Beats is going to continue to rock as it is and continue to grow and mature. Uh, even uh, um, the house house music with the house doctor. And he's right. To his point, I went back and looked at the analytics and his uh, show reel numbers, because that's a new feature that uh, MixLR has opened up over the last four or five months where like now, well, four months, you could go back and look at how many people listen to your show reel mm -hmm. and his show reel numbers be crazy. In fact, he does more replays than all of us, right? Wow. Yeah. So a lot of people go back and listen to the house uh, session. So um, just constantly seeing those things grow and mature. Um, and that's kind of it. Like, uh, the media element, blogs, 3 Wealth is going to bless the uh, platform with blogs. We're looking at doing that as often as possible. Um, and uh, this podcast is going to be a revolving chair. So it's not a dedicated host to the podcast. Um, 
some of these episodes, it might be me talking to somebody dope. Tiff will be talking to somebody dope. Choosy Music will be talking to somebody dope. Mar might be talking to somebody dope. So, um, and shout out to Coach Danny. Coach Danny is officially a part of the podcast team. She'll be doing our post-production on these joints. So again, poaching people from within the community to do things to prop up the community. So that's what we got going on here. So again, this podcast would be a revolving seat for that type of thing. And um, yeah, man. But again, all of this happened organically. I'm not running around here saying, yo, you know what we need? I'm not doing that. It just, when it come together, it come together. So Hey. Let me Any just add this. Let me add this. This event, this Blacklist family, it's going to evolve. So the first one, we we our main event was Sparkles. That don't necessarily mean that the next one is going to be at a rink. Right. So every time we link up, we're going to try to raise the bar and add different elements. Hell, we might do a wine tasting. I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But you know, we don't want to just be stationary and then just be, oh, yeah, well, you know, that it's, it's the blacklist, but we skate. No, this is going to be like, this is going to be like, we so we could do a luau, a be actual beach party. We can do anything we want to do because yeah. there's no boundaries. Mm -hmm. A lot of events that people commit to is by routine and boundaries. Yeah. Like Greg said, we could have did it during Skatathon, but people are coming down for Skatathon. That's joy. That's her thing. That's her. That was her send off. So mm -hmm. it would kind of be a cheat code to get 150 people to, to vibe with us. And then when we put something together and we plan for 200, only 30 show up. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, you know, we don't spend all this money. Nah, yeah. it's always going to evolve. It's never going to be the same. You know, the only thing that's going to stay the same is the characters. Yeah. We'll probably add more. <laughs> I mean, we actually do have a larger family, but you know, because of whatever life be life, and as Greg would say, um, couldn't make it. Um, so, because, um, yeah, <laughs> one thing I will say that I look forward to doing. Um, and again, when when the time is right and when it makes sense to do it, I do look forward to like as the community grows and we get more people to listen and more people to come hang out with us and things like that. I do look forward to an opportunity to be able to like, um, have a certain crop of people that are grandfathered into certain elements of the blacklist mm. because of being day one. You know what I mean? As it, as the space grow and as the platform grow, sure you can do more and you have broader reach, but like there's certain people that I always want to like, you know what I mean? Like your day ones, you know what I mean? Like all of you, all of y'all, like this uh weekend, y'all y'all got black cards, you know what I'm saying? And I want that to mean something beyond we listen to the blacklist. Mm -hmm. So I want like as time progresses and this, like I said, the platform grows and the audience broadens and stuff like that. I want that to have like a certain special thing where yeah, if you were one of those, then this hits a little bit different. Or you're able to get a certain level of access that not necessarily everybody else can get. You know what I mean? So I I because I, 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 I wanna be, I wanna be, I wanna be in the number. Look, I wanna <laughs> I wanna be the day ones. <laughs> even Glenn, like uh quiet is kept. Well, I can't even say that, but even Glenn, um, the owner of Sparkles, like we had an amazing conversation because he really liked the the concept of y'all coming to the door and showing his yeah. car. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, so like I'm looking forward to like even in the future, like 
y'all call and say, hey, I'm coming to town for first Sunday or something like that. Okay, cool. Every time you come, just show that card and you're good. I'm putting things like that in place. You know what I'm saying? I came to the window. He's like, showed him the card. He's like, oh, you're part of the party pass or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, he didn't know. He didn't know. I just called I call him and told him. And then uh, at the rink that night, that's when we officially had a conversation. We have a great relationship. So we had that right. conversation then. But like, again, since all you have one now, yeah. then I want to be able to like, I, not even because of something the blacklist is doing, just right. you're in town and you're coming to a first Sunday specifically. Right. And you're like, yo, I'm coming to first Sunday, such and such. A, all right. Well, you bring your black card and you know, you can skate for free. Being able to do that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Or like, uh, oh, another thing that's coming is uh, you guys will officially be able to go to dopecoffee.com and purchase whatever you want to purchase and, and check out if you put in Greg Nice, you'll get 15% off your purchase. So that's coming. Ooh. Yeah. So stuff like that, man. That's well, I appreciate you guys' time. And there you have it. Thank you, Greg Nice, DJ Trance, and DJ Moore for giving us your insights and your reflections about the event. For our listeners, please stay tuned for more Blacklist content. Until then, I am Tiffany Peterson from Three Wealth. I'm signing off. Remember to trust your dopeness and create you. We're out. <laughs>